better understanding on a daily basis. All I'm trying to say is that within Pangshin local government, from 1999 to death, we have never been to the Senate. Leading to critical social, political, and economic conversations by those who matter. If you chop alone, you will die alone. He did not chop alone. So it is his turn to chop. Today, look at the consequences. That is such a man that had the timidity, the audacity to talk to a governor who still produced produce the highest votes in 2015. In 2015, what happened to him? He insisted that his own boy would be governor. The best journalist are seeking all the hidden answers with active citizens reacting. As at the time that Sonomolad left office, that was in 1983, there was a very big gap between 1983 and also 1999. Seriously. Join Ponsak Fadam and Gilbert Joseph as they talk to those that matter to enable you grapple with the issues. Weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. on Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 FM. Very good evening to you and welcome to the program Nigeria at Sunset on J101.9 here in Jos. My name is Ponsak Fanab. It's a beautiful Monday evening. Uh, today is 4th of September 2023. Uh, how has the month been? Gilbert Joseph, uh, good evening. Congratulations to the Ghana. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ponsak Fanab. That was uh, magnanimous, really, for the very first time, I must yeah. say. You know, have you even done this before? Definitely not. No, no, this is the first time. <laughs> at least Arsenal, you know, tried yesterday. At the, yesterday I didn't watch the game, but I was close to where they were watching, so I can, you know, feel all Connect, of the, yeah, the energy, energy, the emotions, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that was happening in that room yesterday. Yeah. It was it was that kind of in-your-face performance, you know, even though we had to leave it late to do the damage for the devils who call themselves the Reds. Um, that was what happened, and I think they have to take all of the blow. Because, hey, I would always reference the fact that empires rise and fall. And Arsenal, for me, this is a pound of flesh on Manchester United because they've had so much um, bad bad days in the hands of Manchester United. So That's Arsenal. Yes, yes. Okay. And um, like I was telling you, you know, previously about how poorly the club had been managed, you have to also feel for them. But in these spots, it's brutality. There is no sympathy, no empathy for anybody. Good evening, Pozak. Good evening to our listener. Well, Arsenal, you know, that uh, video that was showing that house girl, <laughs> you know, she said, they are so annoying, Shirmamune. So today, Arsenal is not Shirmamune, at least uh, they've done, you know, a yeoman's job in winning Manchester United yesterday. And I, I had to call one of my friends, uh, Barista Yakubu Longji back for. Uh, I told him that, and Gilbert, you know, was just looking at me when I was making the call. Uh, it was a condolence call, you know. I called to condole with him. I said, you know, you know, in house and you know, and things like that. He said, ah, he I honestly surprised. thought you was a serious, no, serious matter. You wanted no, to, console just to control him. Condole. <laughs> As a man, you fan. Yesterday he was beating black and blue. <laughs> At least it was yesterday. My new fans didn't say uh, there was Ojoro. I didn't hear any Ojoro. I didn't hear anybody. Well, a few of them actually believe because of the VR decisions and interferences here. And no, there, at least. But they believe they were robbed. Majority I, I don't of think them. It held water. Yeah, majority of them, True. you know, I didn't complain of Ojoro. So <laughs> yesterday was 
I mean, Arsenal just played their game and the you know <laughs> they dealt with Manchester United, the devils that call themselves red, <laughs> according to Gilbert. Yeah, well, I, I would sincerely like to. A friend of mine, Gilbert, lost her dear mother. Uh, that is Barrister Gavo Bature. Uh, her mother's uh, going to be with the Lord uh, early uh, 30th of August. I saw it uh, like two days ago, thereabout, and really my, my heart and Gavo and her mother is very close, you know. Um, and indeed, you know, she's she's a mother to all of us mm. with our friends, you mm. know, Agavo and friends, you know, to the family. Very caring woman, soft-spoken, I would say. But this is a time that the Lord has, you know, decided to go and to, to call her. So uh, may her soul rest in peace and may God comfort the family. Amen. Amen. It's not easy. It's, it's not easy. It's a tough one to uh, take. And, and one thing that I've learned, you know, in the past is that I don't have any moral right or authority to tell someone how to grieve. I don't have that right. So it, it's not a textbook thing to yeah, say. It's, you it's can't. Not, yeah, yeah, you so, can't. In uh, any way. The best thing is just be there for the family. Uh, and so please accept my heartfelt condolences, Barrister Gavo Paturi, over the demise of your mother. I pray that God is will repose our soul. Amen. Accept our condolences, yeah. please. Well, Gilbert, what stories have you followed, you know? Yeah, from Gabon to Nigeria, of course, Plato State, you have these TIC issues mm. here and there. Uh, today, they were supposed to resume office following the governor's directive. You remember the court injunction? No, it's this court injunction of the governor. Yes, no, but he had some sort of, since the law had said this, yeah. it's the part to take. So, yeah. yes. And we also understood that, you know, the police and some local governments refused to allow them entry once again. Um, so uh, the police, and that's why we say the police is in is an interested party, you know, in this situation True. because the police is supposed to uh, help those who the law is in their favor True. and say, okay, come, we're going to provide protection for you as we're going to escort you I- into your place of work. But I mean, just imagine the ignoble role that the police is playing. It shows that uh, clearly there's uh, the voice of Esau in the hands of Jacob, Jacob. you know, mm-hmm. in this situation, and mm-hmm. we want the police commissioner to come out clean, you know, uh, and support justice, support the side of the law because uh, he's a law enforcement officer and he's the chief law enforcement officer in Plato State at this time. And I think that is going to be really embarrassing to for him not to obey what the law says because the Plato State government has approached a federal high court restraining the police or any of its parties or agents, you know, from restraining uh, the TIC members from carrying out their job. So that is the latest court injunction restraining the police and any of its parties. So why the local government chairman, the TYC, TIC, are not allowed to go into their offices? It's, it's something that looks like authoritarianism. And here is my reason. The police has refused to say anything ever since it came up with that statement a fortnight ago about these TIC issues and then the reopening of the local government secretariats. You have these calls, you have these hues and cries. In the media space, you have imprint people writing to say, look, the police, you're wrong in this. But since it released that statement, I repeat, I haven't seen anything in the part of the police saying, here are our reasons for saying, look, this place should be open. Mm. 
there have been millions of voices that have continued and continue to kick against, you know, this act of the police. Okay, come out and speak to the people. Even God, at certain points in time, speaks to the people. Uh, uh, true. So right. it's not animals you're dealing with. Even if it's animals, they understand communication patterns. Absolutely. So you've got to explain yourself. You're an institution of the state funded by taxpayers. Money. The ordinary people on the street. So what exactly is the police doing? And I think this is totally wrong. These guys retire. You end up serving the country and you retire. At some point, you need the law to protect you. So if the law protects you and someone else is trying to violate your right and nobody speaks, or even if people speak, nobody listens, how would you feel? Yeah, well, for me, it's not even, you know, in the event that it may happen to you. What is our constitution saying, you know? Uh, and how 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 have we how have we you know organized society? Let's let's just play by the books, the, the rules of the uh, game. And instead of you know uh, doing this hide and seek, is 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 very unfortunate and uh, regrettable, Gilbert. It's really ask. regrettable, yeah. and I think it's unfortunate that the police, an institution that has continued to try to redeem its image. Mm. Is again taking itself back to the mud. You're trying to build these people's confidence. I even pity, really, the job of the police PPROs across the country. Because each time there are issues, they have to go on the screens to explain that, look, this is it. And then you have your bosses at the top echelon not even doing anything to help matters. Yeah. So, what? I mean, it's not making any sense. It is. Don't be pretentious. Don't be hypocritical. Speak to the people, especially in this plateau state matter. If you're in the side of truth and justice, come out and explain how your perception of truth and justice affects this court injunction that has been secured. Yeah. Please. Well, uh, and what stories again, Gilbert? Yeah, like I said earlier. Um, Gabon? In Gabon, yes. Oh, um, you know, there, there's this story. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, the military guy. His name is Bryson Gwema, mm. and uh, he's been sworn in as the acting president of Gabon so far. Um, I, I just can't imagine now, you know, um, a military officer <laughs> is now an acting president of a country. Mm-hmm. No, I but mean, during it was, the time, it was during carried the, out in the court. During the time of uh, uh, IBB. IBB, yes. yes. We remember that part. President. Yes. President. <laughs> the only that, military that said president. president. So. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, it's, it has happened in our country. All right, yeah, all right. Thank you for the reminder, for the subtle yeah. reminder. Yeah. Say. But here is Gabon's fate. It was the court, the Supreme Court. In fact, at the chambers of the Supreme Court that was carried, and they called themselves um, Republicans that would safeguard democracy because it was clothed in red, mm. you know, in a red attire, symbolic of the republicanism, as the case may be for Gabon and all of those. So, let's hope to see. Um, and for me... The the ECOWAS budging into the agreement agreement of the Niger junta means the toothless bulldog because um, we understand that at some point our president said look they had given a nine month transition period mm-hmm. now uh, in the in the first place why do you have why did you have to intervene by coming up with the stick 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 approach all along knowing fully now people would take it that you actually aren't how do I even put this? You are not decisive, and you can't take a, uh, a decision and stand by it, even if it's a sledgehammer 
they intended to employ. Mm-hmm. They have failed to do that. So they have to next time learn from this and be cautious of some of the pronouncements and even steps they, they take in order to avoid military coup d'etat and all of those um, dictatorial um, systems of government that are creeping in. Well, Gilbert, I, I read the statement from Peter Afunanya, the uh, mouthpiece of the DSS, DSS yeah. saying that some politicians are mobilizing some student leaders and ethnic association to uh, disrupt peace in the country. And for me, the DSS has constantly, you know, put out the statements of such. I don't know. Maybe the intention is to deter, number one. Or number two, maybe the intention is to tell the people that we know what you're doing and there's mass surveillance, you know, or we're surveilling all of your activity. But for me, if you know that there are some people in society, that this is what they are up to, why not go after them? Simple. You know, why not go after them? Because if I was the one planning, I would say, okay, uh, let's try I mean, we've seen in this country, uh, this guy, Asari Dukumbo, mm-hmm. came out to say, I own a private military. And he was even daring constitutional powers. Nobody, you know, uh, was after him. We've seen uh, Sunday Igboho, you know, although uh, his travels yeah, and things like yeah. that. So uh, if you're putting out that statement, you know, why you not go after, you know, and, and look at uh, what the DSS says. Since you mentioned Asari Dokubo, don't forget the days of Tompolo. Tom, yeah. Let me read, you know, the statement. The Department of State Services hereby informs the public that it has uncovered plans by some elements in parts of the country to stage violent protest in order to discredit the federal government and security agencies over sundry socioeconomic matters. I mean, you said is a protest and you give the nature of the protest as violent you know why not uh, uh and people are allowed to protest you know and i when i read this statement i said i can't go out to protest in nigeria and and, and do you know why the state is gagging people from expressing themselves even if it's a violent protest the state has the machinery to quell it down you know not coming out to tell people that we've uncovered if it's over, then you go after these people to say, no, this is not how to go about Simple. it. This is how to go about it. You know, it should be very peaceful. And the government respects, you know, and uh, the DSS admitted that uh, over sundry socioeconomic matters. So the DSS is all aware that, you know, we're in... Of course, they're economic. Nigerians. Yeah. <laughs> they're Nigerians. But they don't want people to come out to protest <laughs> because uh, they've said that it's violent. Well, I don't know. Maybe I... At times You've made I, sense. So much sense. No, no. I, you know, at times, I, I just look at... At times, I can be stupid, I would say, you know, uh, slow thinking. You know, maybe I'm slow thinking, you even, know. Even, but, but when I read this, I said... This even even if you're stupid, I think it's, it's, a, it's a good way to be stupid because I remember Professor Toy Rapo, who is now the VC of the Benue State University, mm. he used to be fond of saying this. I have some stupid assumptions. And if a professor can admit he has stupid assumptions, I think it's not wrong. But back to the issue, Ponsak, the DSS itself isn't, um, how do I call this, a, a whistleblower. Maybe. The, the DSS is not supposed to be a whistleblower. And they are an intelligence agency. Now, what's the, the full meaning of the DSS? Department of State Services. If you are that huge intelligence gathering institution, then you are at liberty to gather secret 
information or that's why in other words they're called the sss state you know secret, state security uh, state secret, secret service thank you so it's because you are privy to certain things that affect this country in secret people aren't aware of and they should remain secret intelligence for the sole consumption of the other agencies that are at liberty to clamp down on these people who are bent on, and we have seen them, in fact, you know, taking a Gestapo style to arrest people or to even clamp down on people who they perceive to have gone foul in the sight of the law, in the eyes of the law. So act. Don't just speak about this. Like I said, you aren't whistleblowers. It's whistleblowers who are backed by government and then they, they don't have, and in fact, they desire more security than all of us who are in whistleblowers because the information they carry are top, top, top classified information. So, um, for the opting time, please, your job is to act and not to spread. You are not a, an arm of the media. Mm. Just like, uh-huh. just like uh, the CIA or the FBI. Thank you. Out coming out to say, look. Look, or the Pentagon uh, coming well, out well, to say, we're look. Just, we're just, for me, I want the best for my country. You know, I want this country to be uh, the best. We all do. Yeah. We all do. Let's Absolutely. play this insert from uh, Justice Mary Odili. When we come back, our uh, guest is going to join us and the conversation will start. Stay here. This colloquium and book launch in honor of Chief Kiari Gazama upon the attainment of 25 years as the senior advocate of Nigeria is an epochal achievement. It is no doubt appropriate that the theme is, quote, the Nigeria of our dreams, a call to the patriots. I say so in the light of the prevailing situation in Nigeria as a result of the 2023 general elections, which has generated a lot of storm necessitating the conversation which we are about to indulge in, as there seems to be moves to draw the nation into chaos or conflagration. These may be brought about by some individuals and groups who fanning the ambers of hatred, bigotry, and, triba- and tribalism fail to see the possible outcomes of the utterances without caution that are being thrown around. It is human to feel cheated or having the short end of the stick, but one who is not declared a winner at any of the electoral contests, such emotions, however grim, does not justify bringing the roof down, the roof of our nation. The reason is simple, that in such an eventuality, that aggrieved person may not be spared, as the commotion that would would be like an unguided missile, which could land anywhere and upon anyone. Therefore, in ventilating our points of view and facts at the electoral tribunals or other courts, a sense of responsibility from all parties is demanded. The situation does not call for the blackmail of the judges or the posting of speculatory hypotheses, giving them such a life of their own, which run riot and accepted by the hapless and innocent in the society as the truth. Knowing the quality of participants at this colloquium, and I'm happy, professional, those who have 
well equipped in litigation matters or electoral disputes. Chief Olonikweku is a master. And our Attorney General recently sworn in. These are experts. I am confident that having such persons here, including our chief host, Chief J.K. Gazama, there is confidence that at the end of the day, a resetting of the mind would be taking place and we would keep things in perspective and the full knowledge that elections are seasonal and litigations relating to their to be of the same bent. And so, when the seasons are gone, the courts get back to their natural and regular duties of adjudication regarding the affairs and rights of all persons, irrespective of their status in life. J.K. Gazama, Senior Advocate of Nigeria, has called us to this discourse, lest we forget our past, the recent happenings in our country, and the need for a restoration of the ethos and the values for which the Founding Fathers had set in motion as guide to all of us, young and old, irrespective of the positions we occupy in the society. We all have to get our acts together and rebuild Well, glad you're still here. The program is uh, Nigeria Sunset on G101.9 here in Jos. And Gilbert Joseph's here. Yeah, Ponsak, good evening once again. Yeah, good evening. Well, we have uh, the Director of Press and Public Affairs of the Governor of Plateau State, Ms. Honorable Gang Bere. Good evening. Thank you very much for coming, sir. Good evening, my brother. Good evening, Plateau. I can see that, uh, well, is it the stress of the work or I, I do not know, but you're not looking as if. Uh, uh, you're not looking as the former chairman of correspondence here, <laughs> Chapel. <laughs> yes, uh, Is it the job, you know, you has know, changed or you know, what's you going know, on? You know, you have to be up and doing. Mm. There are so many demands. A lot of things are there for you to be able to uh, tackle. Yeah. The, His Excellency, the Governor of Plateau State, Barista mm. Kaleb Manasi Mutfang, mm. had a very busy day today. Okay. And since morning, he has been moving from one point to the other, uh, doing one thing and another in the interest of the people of Plateau State. Mm. And so I will say we've had a very busy day. Okay. Where wow. are some of these places and engagements? Well, we, we started with a, a courtesy call on New Life for All. And uh, we also went to uh, YA Foundation, mm. where his chair of um, co-members posted to Plateau State. Oh, interesting. And, he went uh, himself. Will, yes, he was there himself. Interesting. And it will interest you to know that... Uh, Today marks the, the he, he, his movement to YA Foundation where the orientation camp is taking place. Mm. Uh, ten years, uh, to, ten years back, no governor has had visited exactly NYC. where we're surprised. Yeah. Really. No governor had gone to NYC camp mm. to see how these co-members are faring. And today he went uh, his uh, unscheduled visit. He decided that he need to interface with this co-member. He need to know what they are doing. He need to know their welfare. You need to understand what they are doing and also encourage them. Mm. And so that is the 
that is Barista Caleb Murfang for you. Wow. And that's the governor we have. I mean, the empathy, you know, uh, is a very... After then, he proceeded to... Um, he proceeded for another event where uh, the strategic plan for the state, they co- organized by a retreat, organized by the Ministry of uh, Budget and Planning. Uh, he declared it open. A lot of things are going on over there. Mm. And I know uh, Plateau State is set for good. Okay. Those are some of the activities. He so has about reopening the orientation camp in uh, Mangu, is, is this something that... Uh, there are assurances. As okay. we, as he made we, assurances? There are assurances. God's okay. willing. Okay. God's willing. As we step into next year, co-members are returning to Mangu. Okay. That's co-members, by the grace of God, yes. they will return to Mangu. That's some good news. Yes. Yeah. Well, the Governor Mudfang will be 100 days in office on Wednesday. <laughs> this just, uh, I mean... At the day after tomorrow, uh, and lots and lots of uh, things that he has done. But first, uh, uh, Mr. Berry, I would like for us to start with the issue of insecurity. When he came, Mongo was boiling, and then he didn't uh, sit back in the state. He had some strategic meetings. Uh, one of the fallout of the meeting was the IGP of police visiting the state, the chief of army staff visiting Taurit Labajan charging the troops and, of course, the launch of uh, Operation Hakurin Damisa. And, of course, we've seen gains. Uh, Gilbert, the chairman of uh, Transition Chairman of yes. Mongo, was here on Friday. Honorable Marcus Atu. Yeah, and he gave data and statistics about the arrest that he had, has been made so far. Uh, talk to us uh, in detail some of these gains, especially around the issue of insecurity. Yes. The, there's this saying that says, um, without security... Um, there will be no meaningful development. Mm-hmm. And those who coined that are saying, they truly know what they are doing. Mm-hmm. And that is the foundation we are laying here in Plateau State. It will interest you to know that His Excellency Barrister Khaled Manasi Mutfan came into government prepared. He knew what he was going to do, and he has started doing it. He was eager, you know, and was also in a hurry to start work on Plateau State. It will interest you to know that even before his surrendering, there are some strategic uh, steps that he took even before the surrender. There were some engagement with a lot of people outside there that made him, you know, um, deepen his acceptability even before the people of Plateau State. And uh, I know that as we speak now, despite the insecurity that greeted his coming into government, I know he has been able to handle this insecurity with high level of courage. Now, before he came into power, before he was given the mantle of leadership officially on the 29th of May, 2023, we all aware of what was happening in Mangu, Barikiladi, and Riom, Riom, yeah, part, uh, cons- of Riom. Riom, part of Riom. Mm. He, those issues did not weigh him down. He is a courageous person. And he is the government elected by the people of Plateau State. And he is standing by the people of Plateau State. And one of the things he did, once when he was sworn in, the first thing he did was to pray in his office and ask for the enablement, ask for wisdom, ask for the grace of God for him to be able to carry on with the leadership that he has, he has been given. Now, the second day was, it was for him to hold, he had um, a security council meeting. The security council meeting after one year after one government. year in yeah, office yeah. after several periods of time in office we've not been able plateau people have not had the opportunity of having a governor that had interfaced 
with Security Council giving him a full briefing of what is happening out there. Mm -hmm. But what he did, the first thing he did was to arm himself with the security situation in the state. And he got briefing from all the security heads within the state. The next thing he did was to proceed to Riom local government area. Mm -hmm. We know for decades now, for a decade now, we know what has been happening in Riom local government. So many families are displaced. So many orphans are there. So many widows are also there. Widows are also there. People are helpless. So what he did was to create an enabling op opportunity for him to interface with these people. You know, giving that opportunity for you to interface with people who have problems. Like with the IDPs? He met with the IDPs? He met with the IDPs. Okay. He met with a lot of them. A lot of widows, a lot of orphans. We are there. They, he interacted with them. In fact, it was tears. was almost virtually on everybody. Because these people were abandoned for years. These people were not catered for this, for years. Despite the promises of 10 billion, uh, the reconstruction of homes, you know, in Riom. Yes. And uh, the 10 billion that the vice, former vice president said that he was going to give to Plato. Uh, you are saying that the governor still met these people in their vulnerable state? Well, the issue of 10 billion era promised by the former vice president. No, let's, let's not even talk about I that. Can't, I, I, I don't, I'm, not in I'm not in position to say anything about that 10 billion era. Yeah, but for me, I'm saying that despite all of what uh, we heard, you know, from the last government, you are saying that these people are still living in this uh, vulnerable situation. That is where we found ourselves. So those people, what he needed to do, what he did was to create, you know, to build confidence in the people. Give them hope that they can still bounce back to life. Mm -hmm. And so he built confidence in them. He, he reassured them of his commitment, you know, to provide security, to protect them, and so look into their own welfare. And that was exactly what the governor did. That same day, he proceeded to Mangu, where uh, there was this kind of, a, there, there was this uh, uh, killings, even before he came into office. He interfaced with all the community leaders. He interfaced both with the, 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 the Flanis and the, the, the natives of Mangu. He interfaced, and what he did to do is that he has come on board to build peace. He has come on board to unite the people of Plateau State. And all he needs is for the people to come together and reason with him in terms of mapping out strategies on how to move Plateau State forward. That is his philosophy. His philosophy is to ensure that people in Plateau State, irrespective of your language, irrespective of your religion, irrespective of where you're coming from, the most important thing is let's see Plateau State as a home. Let's be comfortable in Plateau State. Let's contribute towards building a plateau of our own dream. And that is what he's trying to do. Now, without this building this confidence, we won't have development. Mm -hmm. And in the last few days, that is what he has been doing. After doing those things, he moved to Abuja. Because you know, you cannot sit down at home and feel and, and, and things come to you at a platter of gold. No. He, need, he moved to Abuja. He tried to, you know, see how he can uh, get some mileage from people who are in position of helping the state. The first thing was he interfaced with the president. We are all aware of these facts I'm talking about. He interfaced with the president. He solicited for his support. And he gave them the true narrative of what is happening on the plateau. The president acted at that period. We could see the press release, uh, you know, sent out by the special advisor to the president on communication, Deleke, and then, yeah. uh, like, yes, and then we, we could see some level of action. He moved to defend headquarters. He moved to see the, the chief of uh, army staff, chief of uh, uh, air vice marshal, uh, the, the chief of uh, um, air staff, air chief staff. Of air staff yeah. all the security uh, chiefs, Heads, yeah. all the security heads. The, the, the first headquarters also went there to see the, the IG. He went to NEMA to solicit for help, relief materials, even for the IDPs. We, he has gone out 
trying to see how he can mop out things that will benefit the people of Plateau State. And we've started seeing those results. After that movement to Abuja, we saw the IG coming down to Plateau State. We saw the chief of defense staff coming down to Plateau State. We see uh, the, 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 the civil defense mm. commandant also came to Plateau State. And a lot of operations have been launched here on the plateau. By the grace of God, we are having relative peace. But it is not time for us to relax. It's not time for us to fold our hands. It is time for us to also be on alert. It's time for us to look for people that we can continue to build this peace until we have an enduring peace in Plateau State. And that is our focus. That is what we are doing at the moment. And we will continue to do this. In doing this, we are also doing it uh, side by side by trying to see how we can also bring development in the state. These are the issues that we are handling at the moment. All right. Um, you, you spoke about you know, the plight of these people in the IDP camps and how sympathetic he was and empathetic to say he was. Uh, in practical terms, sir, do we have any you know, data or statistics of relief items to say that have been sent to these people so far? And what are they expecting? What can they expect, you know, going forward um, in terms of support, food items, just name them, clothing, before we talk about shelter in the interim? I may not be able to tell you in, um, in a number the kind of uh, relief materials that have come for these people. We, we are aware of the fact that, in fact, we want to see NEMA to thank them for what they have done and to solicit for more help. We know that um, in one way or the other, we've had some relief materials that have been supplied to these people. We've had also Christian organizations. We've had individuals. We've had so many churches. We've had uh, philanthropists who have also visited those, uh, uh, visited Mangu area, visited um, Riom area, trying to see how they can make life comfortable for these people. But I'm assuring you that the government of Plateau State under the leadership of Barista Kale Manasseh Mutfang, he is not resting on his own. He is working towards ensuring that these people have life, and life full of abundance. Well, you spoke about, you know, looking forward to more development. Yes. Franklin Roosevelt, who popularly, you know, came up with the idea of 100 days in office, is famous for saying after 100 days, it's growth time. What should Plateau people be looking at in terms of economic indices? going forward after Wednesday. And of course, in the area of synergy with other government functionaries, we have seen him make a number of appointments. Almost all the major appointments have been made. What sort of collaboration um, per se should Plateau people expect, you know, in the area of the government, before the government, and of course, these appointed government functionaries? Now, during the last retreat we had in Kuru, there were a lot of strategic plans that we came up with at the end of that retreat. And there was, we, he, the governor made an emphasis during that retreat that we are not in government for competition. We are in government for collaboration. And everything that we are doing as a government, if it does not bring development to the people, if it's all about paperwork, that's not what he's looking forward to. Every paperwork that we are going to put on the table must be able to see, we, we, should, we should be able to feed development. We should be able to see we should be able to have something that our people, that will benefit our own people. So when you're talking about collaboration, collaboration, we, the government is, uh, the kind of government we're going to run is going to be a government of synergy. Um, we have so many ministries, and these ministries are working in collaboration with each other. We, there's no ministry that can work independently and believe that it is going to achieve a certain thing by itself. 
So we are working in collaboration with each of the ministry, and to we want the, we want the ministries to you know uh, see anything that Ministry A is doing should be also in the interest of Ministry B. So there should be there will be nothing like pull him down syndrome. Now, if we put our energy towards that direction, I know I know very well that a lot of things are going to happen. Now, for for instance, in in Mangu Axis, where there was this. Um, uh, security uh, challenges. Farmers were not able to go to farm, and a lot of things happened that people could not. Fear was everywhere, and we were at the peak of farming season. The governor mobilized ASTC, and then they cultivated a lot of uh, hectares of land. There's about ninety or uh, yes, about 900, 900, 900 hectares of land. Yeah. You know, we are cultivated for farmers in that axis, and that also helped because we are looking forward to full security. And then if we could not, if we didn't do this, it shows that in the next family, in the next uh, harvest season, we may not be able to have anything to feed ourselves. We may not be able to have anything to feed plateau people. Talk more of feeding people around the north central. And you know that plateau state is one of the area, it is one of the states that feeds particularly the north central and even the entire uh, nation. So this effort we are taking by government to ensure that we also have food. Now, what we have done in the last uh, few days to 100 days, there are issues of laying a foundation. You can't have a house without a foundation. If you have a foundation and you don't have a solid foundation, it's also a problem. It will crack. So what we have done is to create an enabling environment for Plateau State to grow. We've laid the foundation. We are looking around to see how we can stabilize the security perspective. We're working how to see how we can also make the education sector work. You know of the intervention that the government made to um, Plateau State Polytechnic and uh, Plateau State University Bocos, where some of their programs we are virtually being closed. Government has to inject some funds into those uh, institutions to make sure that they are alive. And these are some of the interventions, these are some of the foundations that we are actually laying. Somebody will say, ah, we have not seen road construction, we have not seen this, we have not seen that. Those issues are coming up. We are also working, because if you look around, you could see men at work. The, the, the Plateau State Road Maintenance Agency, they are actually at work. We know that Plateau State is one of the states that is prone to flood. And if we don't clear our drainages, if we don't maintain some of the potholes that we have on the roads, uh, on our major roads, flood will certainly consume us. And that is some of the issues that the government is also looking towards that direction. If you, look, if you walk around, if you drive around town, you could see some of the dangerous potholes that could cause accident at night, even in the daytime. They are being filled. These are some of the minor, minor maintenance. But we believe and trust in God that as the rain set out, you will see a lot of unfolding development. Right. Tangible development that you could see with your naked eyes that this government is working on. Sir, let's have it on good authority. The yes. area of worker salaries. What is going on in that department? Worker salary is a priority to this government. Let me be honest with you. When we came in, salaries were being paid and paid anyhow. People that are dead, we are giving we are receiving salaries. People that have retired, we are receiving salaries. We had those workers, and then that was why government set up the committee to verify um, the, 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 the salary table. And you could hear from His Excellency when he said about 500 million naira was safe from that. What we are doing is trying to see how we can cut cost and, and you know, uh, apply it into what can bring development. Salary is one of the priority of this government. As we speak, 
you know, we, we, we met some unpaid salaries from, from, from February. Salaries were not paid of February, March, April, uh, uh, May. It, when we took over, there was no salary. But as we speak now, we've been able to pay salary up to June. As we speak today, by the grace of God, from tomorrow, this week, I'm assuring you by the grace of God, salaries of July are going to be paid. We have paid pension up to July. And these are priorities of this government. We will ensure that we will continue to pay salary, we meet the expectations of workers, and then we move on. We are pleading that people should um, be patient with us. Be patient with us. We will get it right. And then by the time we get it right, we will move on that pedestal. So payment of salary is one of the priorities of this government. Let me, be, let me be frank with you. And the governor himself has made it a priority. He is a friendly worker government, and that is what he intends to run, and he will continue to move on this land. By the grace of God, this week, salaries of July will be paid, and then we'll move into August and subsequently uh, September. All right, let's open the phone lines in case you're just tuning. We've been having a chat with the Director of Press and Public Affairs, to the executive governor of Plateau State, Honorable uh, Gang Barian, we're looking at uh, some sundry issues as the administration of Governor Caleb Manasseh Mudfang is about to clock 100 days. 081-2187-7777. Or you call 090-556-6699. Before calling, turn down the volume of your radio or you turn it off completely and then you tell us your name and where you're calling from. On Facebook, at JFM Live, and on Twitter, we are JFM Just. Drop your comments, we'll be taking them. Yes, let's take this. Hello? Okay. Uh, we got you late. Hello? Okay. 081 Or you call 90 uh, Maybe Gilbert, if we have comments on uh, Facebook, we can start taking them. Yeah. yeah. Um, we do have comments. Okay. Oh, let me... Sp- All right. Let me, I, I pray it works. Hello? Hello. Okay, we keep getting drop calls. What's going on? Hello. Hello. Good evening. Thank you for calling. Turn down the volume of your radio, please. Yes, I need. Okay. Good evening. I'm Salisu calling from Doha Cafe. Thank you, Salisu. We're listening to you, sir. Yeah, I must say I commend the governor efforts. Um, I think he's taking the right path, and we are praying for him to succeed the more. But I want to make a passionate appeal. Concerning the hike in school fees for us to the students, students are finding it difficult, both universities of just and plus. So, what is the governor doing in respect to that to see that he intervened? Just as we see other state governor, government coming in to help the student by paying some certain percentage, just to ease the hardship on the student. Because the way it is now, many students cannot afford that school fees. So, I want the governor to look into it and to try to see. We have the student to reduce the amount of the school fees so that the government can pay the school fees. And I want to also ask, what is the government doing for the youth? Because you, you understand that some of the plateau are not business inclined people. So what is the kind of orientation is given to the youth to go into business, give administration, and to maybe help them to set up back? So please, I want the government to look into and... I want to hear the representative response regarding Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, young people, uh, the DOPA is you know, taking notes. Hello. Hello. Very good evening. Thank you for calling. Tell us your name and join the conversation. You have one minute, sir. 
Thank you very much, Mr. Pastor, and this is Jim Van God for your resilience, all what you are doing for the uh, development of studies. Thank you. May God continue to increase you. Thank you very much. Ah, for that, you see, uh, uh, college most from administration, as far as I'm concerned, now I always say this. This is the only thing we have, and the foundation that this kind of laid. I want to believe that, uh, uh, that for any reasonable party man should call and agree with us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not saying that he, 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 he fulfills his blueprint campaign. Uh, when he was campaigning, he said he is going to work with uh, Zeus. And that's what he has done. Look at this. The, the clapping of commissioners, of his own commissioners, almost uh, 40 percent of 50 percent of them, he got all of them. So I want to ask Plato to go to the to rally around the governor. Because of the fact that he met some damages, he met some challenges. He met. So uh, I think uh, it is now, it's high time for us now to consider the government blindly. This man is on the sixth, uh, and so at the sixth plateau test, uh, 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 issue of uh, education, I want uh, the Commission of Education and the government to work hand to hand so that, uh, because things are very difficult for common man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Gilbert, can we? Yeah. Okay. Numerous comments. Albert Dagza says, Governor Mutfan can be said to have scored above bar since his assumption of office. It is no news that he met a lot of challenges ranging from backlogs of remunerations from past administration, security issues, threatening lives and property. Omar Dan Matthew says, PDP government in Plateau State has set up responsive map going forward. More needs to be done. APC disappointed Nigerians under Buhari and Lalong. Clems Dambi says, Governor Caleb Mutfang's body language has shown the kind of passion he has for Plateau State, starting from his appointments, which are full of technocrats. Chester Phillips says, I think the CP is not here for Plateau people, but rather for some people. The governor should ask for his removal or be replaced immediately. If not, he will cause problem in the state. David Mark Sambo says, The hundred days in office of our dear governor, Barista Caleb Mutfang, has made tremendous achievements in this period. The areas tackling the spread of insecurity that bedeviled the state, payment of salary, environmental sanitation, and many others. Jacob Adudu says, The TIC issue on the plateau clearly shows where the police belongs to. Through their action on the matter, even if they, the police didn't say anything to Plateau people, a small boy will know to whom they are working for. Wapnen Goma says, I totally agree with that theory that there is clear direction where this administration is heading to, with the level at which he is honestly, he is. honestly this government has shown a level of readiness. Dimas Bala says, I can't pass any judgment for any governor now because they just came on board. I'm giving them a be- the benefit of one year before I can say something. Usman Musa says, so far so good. As expected, the governor has raised the bar. He promised to provide leadership and we are seeing practical leadership. Comrade Yusuf Bitru says, the governor is up and doing. I pray that God helps him to continue um, in this light. Izank Asi says, this present administration led by Governor Mutfan is giving us hope that at the end something tangible is going to come out. Mark Dachun says, The quest 
Okay, the question. Please, BCM should make an executive order on Dadinkoa first gate on illegal parking. Felkuka Factors go on says, expecting more from the present administration as they soon clocked 100 days in office. Okay, St. Augustine says, I think the governor should... Um, okay, the governor is not acting as if demands 100... Sorry, I wish I could make out what you're saying. Hapsi Manasseh says, 100 days of Caleb Mutfang and President Tinubu have not um, done anything tangible that will deserve applause from the citizens. Look at the hardship people are passing through, like we don't have a government in Nigeria. Andy Yakubu says... Um, good evening, my boss, Honorable Giambere. Indeed, the executive governor of Plateau State has done very well since his assumed office. Neil Vlog says, Can the press secretary say something about the suspended civil servants and their pay? What's their fate? Jang Dagui John says, How I wish Plateau State PDP government is due justice as Arsenal dealt with Manchester United. Kefas Dai says, The governor is too slow for my liking. Sunday Moses Evi says, We are aware how Mary Audley lets panel that gave the worst judgment in the history of Nigeria. Kefas dying. Okay, I read that. Sunday, Moses Evi says, again, repetitive, Ambassador Joachim Dune says, any administration that is out to repeat the exact mistakes of the past has no moral justification to complain of the misdeeds of the past government. Have a blessed week, and you too. Dil Anaka says, please, I want to appeal to you to use this medium and urge JFM to invite the SUG president to explain to the student community and the general public, while why he, as the number one stakeholder of the institution, refused to attend the Unijos Stakeholders Forum yesterday to discuss the way forward, not even a representative came on his behalf. So fine, Akila says, I agree with Governor Caleb Mutfuang administration. When they came to office, there was a serious challenge. Julius Bulu says, what is the fate of the suspended new employed civil servants who worked for some months without pay? Lohan finally says, um, please, what can he say about the suspended civil servants? All right. All that right. question is surfaced. Yeah, the question has been uh, reoccurring. Honorable uh, Gangbara, and I see that you've been taking notes. So please go ahead and respond. Well, for, for my, for my uh, colleagues who have contributed or friends out there who have contributed and asked questions, with regard to what the governor is doing concerning the school fee of... Uh, students, particularly in Plasu, mm. the governor has passion for education. Mm. He's someone who cherishes education. And he's someone who encourages people who are around him to continue to develop themselves. And so he will wish that every young person in Plateau State goes to school, develop yourself, cut yourself a, a, a niche, and then see how you can move forward you know, to better your life. Mm -hmm. Now concerning that hike in school fees, I know that there's going to be a committee, you know, to, to look into what is happening in Plasu. And all these issues of school fees and other things are part of the issues that those committees are going to look into. So at the moment, I may not def give a definite statement yeah. on the issue of school fees, but I know definitely those issues are going to be addressed. And I know that the committee is about to be set up, you know, to look at the educational system, particularly in Plasu, how we can upgrade ourselves, how we can also get, um, we have a, a, a you know, um, we can also invite people outside the country. Let's have some level of crossbreeding of ideas. 
people, lecturers outside the university here, we can also get people in other countries that can train our own lecturers. Half other lecturers that can come to University of uh, Plasu, Plato State, Plato State University, to also teach students, so that we can, you know, have a cross fertilization of idea. But issues of school fees, I think these are issues that are also before the governor, and I know that a decision will be taken in the interest of Plato people. Okay, let's talk about the. I mean the civil servants who uh, their work has been suspended pending a review uh, because that question keeps reoccurring. Yes, I know a committee, we are all aware of the fact that a committee, a committee was set up you know, to screen the, the workers, uh, look at how their employment was done and everything that has surrounded their own employment and suspension, you know, a committee was put in place. And I know that committee is yet to submit their report before the governor. But oh, I know okay. that once the governor have that report, like the governor said, if you are found, you know, employed through the right channels, the, the governor is willing to also employ more people. So you, there, are, there, are, there are due processes in terms of employment. So those things need to be done. We are all aware of the fact that some people collected their, their employment letters, even in their homes. Some sold it, you know, some bought it, and things, a lot of things happen like that. Mm. But all these people are people of Plateau State. We cannot victimize anybody. But I know this committee is working. And as soon as the committee report gets to the table of the governor, the governor is going to act. The governor is a human being. He is aware of what is happening. He has the feelings of the people of Plateau State. And I know he's going to act in the interest of the people of Plateau State. Do you have any item that you would like to address or shall I ask you my last question which is going to be about palliative? They talk about youth. youth Somebody yeah. raised a question about youth. What is it doing to ensure that youth in Plateau State are... You know, we, we, we took some dimensions. We appointed some special advisors. Honorary, we have Mikel O.B. Uh, we have uh, MI. Those, those ideas, those, the idea behind those appointments is for them to come down to Plateau State harness the talents that we have in football, in music, and in so many other areas, ICT, so that we can see how those people can be helped, connect them to the, 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 the desired uh, platforms outside Plateau State, so that they can also grow and become entrepreneurs on their own. Those who are into football, they can be playing for different clubs outside Plateau State, mm. and that we are growing. Now, in, on issues of skills development, those issues are issues that government is looking into. Certainly, like he said during the campaign, he is a youth-friendly government, and we have seen it. He has taken a bold step. By, by, by virtue of his appointment, we know quite a number of youths that are part and parcel of this government, and I also believe that more of the youths are coming into government, and it is not possible for us to have all the youth in Plateau State into government. Everybody is going to have a place that he is going to, you know, do one thing or the other to fit himself and his family. Yeah. And that is what I think is Thank going to you. happen. Thank you very much, Honorable Yang Barry. I mean, uh, really interesting. I wish that we can open the Excellent. phone line so yeah. that people would just uh, ask you questions because you speak for the governor. Uh, but I think that uh, the explanation that you provided is very, very helpful. Thank you very much once again for Thank coming. Thank you very much. Gilbert, your final word. The NLC is kicking and the government is speaking. Let's see what tomorrow produces. Already, the Minister for Labor and Employment has addressed a press um, conference, you know, trying to just ensure um, that that plant strike by the NLC does not hold water. But, um, well, tomorrow we tell.
True. My name is Ponsak Fanab. The news will come when you wait up of the hour, 6 o'clock. Thank you very much, Honorable Bere. Thank you again, very much. For coming. Good evening. Yeah, bye now. Mm-hmm.